Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I don't know how everybody else is feeling on this Monday evening. I feel great I guess I'm lying. Not only do I feel great, you guys feel great as well. Because whenever the Minnesota Vikings win on a Sunday, especially to uh, to start the season, we all feel good when we talk about our favorite National Football League team. All right, the Lake Show, Henry Lake, Christopher Tubbs, until 9 tonight. Full show tonight. Twins are off. We will talk Vikings to start. We'll get into the Twins also, um, congratulations to Lindsey Whalen being inducted into the uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame over the weekend. We'll talk to Charles Holman a little bit later in the show about that. He made the trek uh, to the ceremony for Lindsey Whalen. We will also talk Twins Baseball later in the show with Meg Ryan from the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune. And at the top of the next hour, Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, we'll talk Vikings and the NFL with him. So plenty of guests over the course of the next three hours. But I did want to start with what is making us all feel good, and that's the Vikings. 23-7, they defeated the Green Bay Packers. And it isn't just the fact that we beat the Pack. Like we that that makes us feel good in itself. That's a nice starting point. Beating the pack. As I look right now, we're one and oh. And the Packers are 0-1. And by the way, the Badgers, they lost over the weekend too. But beyond just the fact that we won the game, because that's our biggest rival, we hate the Packers. The best thing about that victory yesterday was the dominance, the way that we did it. And what did I tell you guys at the end of last week? This is a game where the Minnesota Vikings needed it more than the Green Bay Packers. Because I don't believe that the Green Bay Packers have anything to prove coming into this season. They have the reigning MVP in Aaron Rodgers. They have won the division here. and They've been the class of the division for a few years now. And the Vikings, we need to get back to a situation where we are viewed as a respectable football team. And a team that's going to be reckoned with. A team that's going to go to the playoffs and possibly contend. And we didn't know what we were signing up for week one. Because the big guns, the superstars, the stars, they didn't play in the preseason. We didn't see Kirk Cousins. We didn't see J.J. We didn't see Dalvin. And I didn't want to see them. But we wanted to see... (laughs) What was under the hood, right? Pop the hood. Let's see what we got. How much firepower we got. What are we, what are we working with? 
And I'll say this right now. Kevin O'Connell, in week one, I'm not ready to crown him yet. Like Denny would say, if you're ready to crown him, go ahead and crown him. I'm not ready to crown him yet. But that was a masterpiece yesterday. That was awesome. And I was literally, I was surprised at how dominant the Vikings were. Now, look, I know that Packers fans will say, you know what? We didn't have Alan Lazard. We didn't have Bakhtiari. That's fine. I don't care who you had and didn't have. Because we play y'all and we miss players too. Injuries in the National Football League, that's just part of it. Do I think that the Packers will be a much better team later in the season? No question. They lost opening week last year and ended up winning the division. But I liked what I saw yesterday. I really did. By the way, Ty Chandler, he didn't get any, he didn't get any carries, people. Did y'all see Alexander Madison? He looked, he looked all right. He looked, he looked like a, a solid backup running back. The guy y'all want to trade. Let me get away from that, though, and get to the crux of what took place yesterday. There were several things that stood out, okay? And I will absolutely mix in some phone calls here at 651-461-9226. The first thing that stood out was just Justin Jefferson being uh, amazing. We all know that. I said this back in June. I mentioned it again last week. I'll mention it a third, and I'll leave it at this final time. But I said back in early June that Justin Jefferson, after this season, will sign the biggest contract in the history of the National Football League for a wideout. And yes, I'm standing by that. He is going to tear up the league this year even more so than the first two years. And so he is going to break the bank. You look at what Debo and all these other receipts, Tyreek Hill, all they got. He is going to light it up. And he lit it up yesterday to a tune of nine receptions for 184 yards and two touchdowns. And I'm glad to have him on my fantasy team. But that was just a masterpiece. Dalvin Cook, he ran hard. Kirk Cousins played the position the way that you want Kirk to play it. The offensive line did an adequate job. And the defense, that's where we got questions, right? And we still got questions. We still got questions about the secondary. Because we saw in that first play, ah, Patrick Peterson, <laughs> he got torched. But the young rookie wide out, he, that was a touchdown he dropped. Christian Watson's going to, it's going to take some time to get over that. If he's, if, you know, the Packer fans will say, you know what, wipe that and let's start making some plays next weekend. Oh, I hope it lingers. I hope it lingers. And you get to see the, the look on Aaron Rodgers' face. He was ticked off. But I was a little bit surprised about a couple of things that transpired in yesterday's football game. And it wasn't necessarily the improvement of the offensive line. Because in my opinion, the offensive line had to improve. They had to be much better. Because they've been so bad the last couple of years. I wasn't surprised that we... Do we actually have a kicker now? It just seems like Greg Joseph wasn't going to miss anything. He had a long of 56 yesterday. 
that didn't really surprise because he was crushing it the entire training camp, right? That didn't surprise me any. There's one specific player that surprised me with how dominant they were. I'll tell you who that is coming up next here on The Lake Show. All right, what was your reaction to Vikings-Packers yesterday? 651-461-9226. I'll take your phone calls here. This segment, we're talking Vikings football. 23-7, to they defeat the Green Bay Packers here on The Lake Show. You can uh, call us or text us on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line at 651-461-9226. Let me get to the person that <laughs> they surprised me, man. I know that they were a, a good player, but I was I was shocked at how dominant they were yesterday. And that's Zedarius uh, <laughs> Smith. Thomas. <laughs> I mean, Smith was remarkable. Seriously, like he, I was like, whoa, what, what's what's going on here? Zadarius Smith was, you know, you can look at the stats and say, okay, uh, he just had a couple of tackles. He had one sack. Um, he was much more dominant than what the stats are going to tell you. And, and this is what I actually think of his impact in that game. Okay? And I know that some of you Viking fans may laugh at this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. And it, is it a fair comparison? Maybe not. But this is how I viewed his first performance in a Vikings jersey. A few years ago, there was a trade in the National Football League. That surprised a lot of people. The trade took place between the the Oakland Raiders and the Chicago Bears. And the Chicago Bears ended up acquiring a pretty good linebacker. Okay? A pretty good linebacker. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. Khalil Mack. Yes, yes. And I remember when that took place, I said, man, the Bears are giving up a whole lot to get Khalil Mack. That was, that was the first thing that jumped off the page. Do y'all remember when Khalil Mack had that first? I mean, I think that his very first game, it was, it was like a Sunday night football game. or I can't remember if it was Sunday night or Monday night. But it was a performance against the Green Bay Packers. I think that that was the opponent. All I know is that Khalil Mack on national TV, that was one of the more dominant performances I had seen from a defensive player in quite some time. He single-handedly took apart the opposing team. Now, I'm not saying that Zadarius Smith is Khalil Mack because Khalil Mack's still good working on his third team. But yesterday, I thought that Zadarius Smith was just as dominant. Like, 
he was raising all kind of hell towards the Packers. Well, did you see him? They could do nothing with him. Nothing. Well, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers was like, oh, my gosh, gosh, why did you leave us? Well, there, there was one time he ran through somebody in the backfield like Stan Hansen. That was A.J. Dillon. And, and, I mean, when you he go— threw him, He threw him to the side like a rag doll. Man, when you go through Quadzilla, A.J. Dillon— I mean, A.J. Dillon's not a small dude. Like, he's got— He's one of the bigger running backs oh, in the National Football League. He's a strong, strong dude. And he goes right through him. It is hard, Henry, to get an impact defensive end that can still produce. And, I mean, Green Bay all but gave up on him in a salary purge. I mean, he only played one game last year because of the back injury. But I think that that was part of it, too. I think that we lucked out in a way. Oh, absolutely. A guy that didn't play last year because of an injury. Oh, agreed. You got him on a discount. And and they're saying to themselves, my goodness, um, We've got to give Aaron some more money. We don't have money to pay Devontae, but we'd like to get Devontae back. So somebody was going to have to go. This is like, it's not a shocker or it's, 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 it, 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 it's understood yeah. that they didn't have room for him. But my goodness. I mean, he was just waltzing through guys. And that's what, when you're the Vikings, that's what you envision when you put Daniil Hunter on one side and you put Zadarius Smith and you change your defense. Because to me, when I'm looking at it and it's like, oh, you know, Daniil Hunter, linebacker. It's like, to me, it's just weird to not see defensive end. But you see that, and you kind of saw how that, how they envisioned it. And, and yeah, you're right. It was just the fact that he was putting pressure. The very first sack of the game, Henry, was 55. The very first sack, like, that set the tone. And that, I mean, the, the crowd was frothing, but you mean the Darius Smith finally gets a chance to get his hands on Aaron Rodgers. That was unbelievable. It's, I mean, you got to imagine, probably pretty sweet for him. And I'll say this. I thought that, quite, quite frankly, Aaron Rodgers was really lucky that he was not seriously hurt on that one where he, he fumbled the football because mm-hmm. his knee got kind of like bent a little bit. I mean, th- those pileups, man, can be nasty. That's scary. And do you remember what, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he got twisted up pretty darn good. And remember, because he was down for a second. And yeah, he, he was down and, for a while. And then eventually he got up. Um, and he's been a pretty durable guy, I would say, for the majority of the time in, in the National Football League. But, yeah, I think that, knock on wood for the Green Bay Packers fans, that Aaron Rodgers was able to walk away from that hit. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the Christian Watson thing right off the bat. The Vikings did get very lucky that Patrick Peterson got burned that first play. I, I don't know if you know Watson just beat him and then he stumbled. But that ball was right off the fingertips, and it was just like a, oh, yeah, it was just one of those. It was a touchdown. He dropped the touchdown. It was absolutely uh, a touchdown, and you just kind of felt the air come out of Green Bay a little bit after that. Yeah. No, that was, you just, I think in that particular moment, you could just tell that it wasn't going to be their day. Yeah, to me, in the bit, like Green Bay, to me, they didn't look like they had any juice yesterday. They never had any of those really long sustained drives i i didn't really see the 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 sort of i don't want to say moxie but i never felt like green bay had that sort of this game was never in danger it it, it never was never the, the, the vikings were never in danger with the green bay Packers yesterday they dominated the game from start to finish and i think one of the biggest things green bay had that fourth and goal at the one Hand off to AJ Dillon. And Vikings, that I mean, that goal line stand right there. You got the ball at the one. Boom. And then you go down and you score a field goal. 
To me, that was huge right then and there. And the other thing that I loved was I loved the play calling. I loved the way that they mixed things up. It was not predictable at all. That was one of my main knocks mm-hmm. with the, the Vikings the last couple of years. It was super predictable. I loved on that opening drive how when it got down to a fourth down, they said, no, no, we're going for it right here. And no, we're not we're not like we're not selling for a field goal. We're going to try to put it in the end zone and we know who we're gonna go to and we're going to JJ. Very, I love that. Very first fourth down that they had. Justin Jefferson just straight in motion. So easy for him to to get into the end zone from there. And one thing about this too, I could see in, in terms of how this offense was built. Last year, the, the Rams, one thing about the Rams is they have their number one running back. But it's more of a 1A, 1B. And we saw Dalvin Cook. There were a couple series where Dalvin Cook didn't even hit. He wasn't even on the field. So to me, you know, if you're a fantasy owner, like, oh, man, you know, Dalvin might not get you those workhorse numbers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as a Vikings fan, if you go to maybe a 65% usage and you give Alexander Madison a little bit, yeah, you might run the ball a few less times. But, man, the wear and tear on Dalvin, you could have him more over the season long term. And I think that's another thing that I really enjoyed. And, 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 I mean, at halftime, too, with Justin Jefferson, I was already looking at my phone. I'm like, okay, what is a Flipper Anderson, 158? Are we there? Yo, because I looked at my 12-year-old. I'm like, he's on pace to, to come close to Flipper. So let me ask you this. Yeah. How much were you and your daughter rocking out to T-Pain at halftime? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, she... Are you a fan of T Pain? Yeah, you are. Okay. Yeah, I like T Pain. Yeah, I like T Pain. Like T Pain. T Pain, baby. You know, we're all in love with a stripper once in a while, right? <laughs> right. I'll even buy you a drink. Oh, buy me on a, a boat. Drink. Oh my goodness. I'll stop. <laughs> all right, six five one four six one nine two two six. If you want to talk Vikings Packers, you can. But also, um, it wasn't a good weekend across the board. The Twins got swept by Cleveland, and now we are four and a half games back. We dive into that next year on the Lake Show. As much as we are excited, fired up about Minnesota Viking football, I wish that we felt the same way about our Minnesota Twins, but the Twins are on the struggle bus. Last 10 games, they have... The two and eight. And the twins got swept over the weekend by the Cleveland Guardians. They lost yesterday four to one. And I do wonder how fans are feeling about the state of twins baseball. And I can take your thoughts to six five one four six one nine two two six. Because I believe I I feel like Twins fans think it's over, like absolutely over. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want to put words in your mouth, so if you do want to call or text on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text line, you can. But I just get the sense that Twins fans have checked out. Yeah, I and, think and, they and and I don't want them to check out yet because. There's wild card that's still up for grabs. The division's still up for grabs technically. I know, th- to me, you need to win the division. That's your best way. Yeah, the wild card stuff is just, is just way too much. It's, it's, there's other good teams involved. But you're running out of time. And when you look at what transpired at Target Field this past weekend, 
that was the worst case scenario. Yeah, I, and I remember I think it was last week where I was like, you know, I'm going to check. I'm going to check these other teams. I'm going to check Tampa. I'm going to check Toronto. I'm going to check Seattle. And I remember somebody saying, yeah, you know, don't worry about that. You know, wild card, wild cards out of reach. To me, it's like you talk me into saying, okay, wild cards out of reach. And then I became delusional to think that Twins still had a shot. I, I think what bothers Twins fans is they could slowly see the cracks in the dam. They could slowly see this thing. You lose Buxton for a while. And then, you, you know, you, you lose Polanco. You lose Malley. All of a sudden, you're starting, you're not getting the same team that you need to compete. And then you come into this series. You're like, the only thing the Twins cannot have happen is you cannot get swept. Yeah. You cannot get, you, you still have. That's worst case scenario. Yeah, you still have five with Cleveland next weekend. But you're four and a half games out. You put yourself in a position where you have to sweep Cleveland. And then you got to play even with them. And the Twins right now, the way that they're playing, with as many guys, they keep losing guys too. Kepler's out now. Archer's out. It's like there are so many issues. I think fans are fed up with the way that the, the team has played. I think they're frustrated with the way that the pitching staff. I, there's, there's so many frustrations. I feel like fans, yeah, two, four and a half games, Seems like a lot more. I just I feel like fans have they, they've they've checked out because they've seen this coming. But let me ask this question though, and and I do want to take a phone call or two, um, at six five one four six one nine two two six. Is it a legitimate excuse to bring up injuries? Because I do wonder where fans are at with that. Like like to me, it's all right in front of you. You go to war and you go to battle with who you have. But is it a legitimate excuse to say we've had no Buxton? Polanco's out. Those are significant guys being out. We've got guys that we thought were going to be in our starting rotation not available. Is, is that a legitimate excuse that any Twins fan is making? Because my friend Lavelle Neal, the mm-hmm. third from the Minneapolis Star Tribune columnist, who was the beat writer for the Twins for many years, he says, he's not excusing it, but he says, hey, look, this is a legit thing that has happened to them. But why does they, it? Yeah. They've been very, very unfortunate in terms of the injuries. Now, this is what my stance is on it. I think that it is legit that they have struggled with injuries, but I'm not going to ride with that or go with that, roll with that to say that that's the reason why they're no longer in first place because there are other teams in this division that have had injuries that they've had to deal with and they play better baseball. Tim Anderson's not playing still yet with the Chicago White Sox, I don't think. And they have been much better here this month. Heck, Tony La Russa isn't even managing right now for the Chicago White Sox and they're actually playing good baseball. So, you know, when I look at it, Mm-hmm. No La Russa, no Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's a stud. Like the White Sox, they've dealt with injuries too. They play better. Right, but at the same time, last year at this time, we were talking about the same thing. Like this has been a recurring thing for the Twins. They, I, I don't know if this is on the medical staff. I don't know. No, it's but, not on the medical staff. Well, but why do you, you – twi- can't, You can't – what happens – what is happening to Buxton, you're going to put that on medical staff? Or Polanco? No, I'm, I'm looking – Overall, it seems like the Twins just have a harder time keeping guys on the field 
than some other teams. And I just, I mean, I would like to know why. And then I go to the trade deadline. I'm like, how many of these guys have the Twins acquired that are damaged goods? You can go back to a few years ago with Sam Dyson at the trade deadline when they got him from San Francisco. I mean, he ended up not working out for various reasons. But you look at, you know, okay. But I mean, either it's, either it's, either it's, I don't know. I think that'd be kind of a, a little bit of a stretch. Because let, let's look at another team in, in the market. Let's look at the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Was it bad luck that Adam Thielen got hurt last year? Was it bad luck that Dalvin Cook got hurt? Was it bad luck that D- D- Daniil Hunter got I mean, like, injuries are a part of sports. It, it is, but at what point do you start to look at it becoming a trend? It's not just a one-year thing for this I get team. that. And, and if it's one year where you have everything go sideways, okay, cool, you chalk it up and you move on. But it seems like it's like... Oh man, you know we keep talking. You go into the year and you're like, man, you got. So good the sample depth. size is back to back years. The, in. the sample size to me, it's big enough that there's concerns because it's Kirloff again, it's Larnick again. It seems to be the same guys. So is it the guys or is it the way that they're being treated? Because it seems like it's the same players from this year to last year. Mm, I I don't know because put it like this: the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Who was injured and they won the division back to back? Buxton. Uh, yeah. They won the division back to back and guys, it wasn't like you had a, a, a ton of guys getting injured. I, I think the, when we're talking about injuries, I think you put, it sounds so mean to say, but you put Byron Buxton kind of, you got a buck category and then you got a category for everybody else. Okay. Because I, I do feel like we didn't know about the hip thing coming into the year. I had no idea about the hip thing in, in spring training. But you could tell it was that slide early in the year, and I remember it vividly, where he slammed his knee into the base at Fenway, and you're thinking this is this is bad. And they already had that that management where they're trying to keep him healthy. I completely understand what the Twins were trying to do with him, and I don't blame them for trying to be super conservative. But at the end of the day, if it was just Buxton, I'd be cool. That's a Buck issue. But this is this is everybody else along with it. I was going to Ed in St. Paul. What's up, Ed? Yeah, I agree with you uh, that uh, injuries are an excuse, are not an excuse. Yep. But what all, what's not excusable is the Twins to hamstring themselves on salary and give tens of millions to a, of dollars to a guy who's had an injury history, who's not played in half half the games in his career because he's been injured, and, and it's Buxton. I mean, but how I, did they how did they hamstring themselves? Salary cap. No, 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 no. That's not true at all. Because well, they, then they just waste then they just wasted their money. But how are they wasting their money? You you know that you know that he could have gotten more in the open market, right? You know he could he he in terms of in, ter, in terms of what he actually could have gotten, he could have gotten more than a hundred million. The only reason why is because the he loves it here, and the fact is, is that you're right. Like he, he's he's had an injury history, but where are you going to? I mean, Byron Buxton's just just on growing trees. Well, I mean, do- double his salary. If he's only playing half the games, then you're effectively paying twice the money of what he's getting paid because he's only playing in half the games. No, 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 no. You're already getting a discount, is what I'm telling you, Ed. You know that you're getting a discount already. He's he's making. He, his salary is he's for for what you are getting for a baseball player per the games that he plays. You're getting a discount. The only reason why you're getting that discount is because of what you just brought up: his injury history. 
right. Thanks for the phone call. From oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You want to say love, something else? I love watching. The, I love watching the play when he's healthy, like everybody else does. But it's fr- it's frustrating them. It is. It's frustrating watching the twins trying to plan around those injuries. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And I'm totally. I'm with you, Ed. They, they cannot. They can't bring in a grade A replacement. Because a grade-A replacement would be a starter on any other team. All right, thanks for the phone call from Ed in St. Paul. But but just, just to be clear, I'm not disagreeing with Ed. Ed is right. Ed Ed is saying that, man, it is frustrating as a Twins fan that you do. Look, the guy sitting on the bench, yeah. what, what do we say in sports? If you're not available, like, what good is it, the right? Best, the best ability is availability. Exactly. But this is the thing that I was – all I was trying to say to Ed is – one of the reasons why you got Buxton at the rate that you got Buxton mm-hmm. is because of the history of injuries. Yeah, I, if if Byron Buxton is is healthy, if he goes into this offseason, he's completely make, healthy. He's making he's making um the same salary as Carlos Correa. Yes, yeah, he's 20 he's 25 to 30 mil. Yep. At least with that. And, and to me, the Twins, it's kind of like Joe Mauer. The Twins had to sign Joe Mauer. As a business decision, the same thing. You had to sign Byron Buxton. I think even though it's worked out the way that it has, I think ten times out of ten, you still to me, Henry, you still have to make that you still have to make that move. No question. Byron Buxton got a seven year deal for a hundred million dollars, and you got to do that. You have to. And I think I think what frustrates fans, at least what what frustrates me, I don't know what Byron Buxton's ceiling is because we haven't seen it. Like, we've seen bits of it where, I mean, he could be the best player in baseball. He could be in that upper echelon with Mike Trout, with Bryce Harper. He's that good when he's healthy, but we only see little bits and pieces of it. We don't get a big sample size. I think that's what's frustrating because we know what he could be, but are we ever going to see it? But the bottom line is, and we'll get to this coming up next, there's something that the Twins have to do or else – the season is absolutely over. I get to it next year on the Lake Show. All right, the thing that I said had to happen or else the season's over for the Minnesota Twins is pretty simple in my mind. And I'm not sure that everybody will agree with me on this, but uh, if you'd like to weigh in, you can. 651-461-9226. It's the Season 1 Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Of course, the Twins have to play better baseball and that starts right now against Kansas City. But what they have to do is this coming weekend against Cleveland, who they'll be facing again, they have to <laughs> they have to win four out of five games. It's that simple. They have to win four out of five games. If they don't win four out of five, it's a wrap. I I say that, and I'm not trying to put pressure on the Twins because I can't. There's already pressure on the Twins. The Twins are four and a half games back. There's already pressure there. So I'm not saying anything that I don't think anybody out there should look at as something that's a ridiculous comment, that it's a hot take. No. We're in a bad spot right now, and it's because we got swept. And I know that people will look and say, well, they, they were that close, 7-6, to 6-4, six, six to four, then 4-1. to one. 
It wasn't really. No, it was we, not we, that we, close. We were, we were trying to climb back into games, and it just, like, yeah, okay, yeah, you, you climb back in, but you're down by so many damn runs. Why do you get down 7 to nothing? Why do you get down so, 4 to nothing? So at the end of the day, when you look at this, yeah, Kansas City, do I feel like they'll probably bounce back and win that series at home? Yeah. But you, it, it boils down to can you beat Cleveland? And I think that at this particular point, that there are a lot of people out there that are that are saying that in their own minds, they're kind of they're like, maybe we are better than Cleveland. And I think that that's a legitimate question about whether the Twins are better than Cleveland. They're not. They're not. You've gone three and eight against Cleveland. If you were better than Cleveland, you would have beaten Cleveland more than three out of 11 games. And, yeah, it would be great to say I have confidence that the Twins would go into progressive field or whatever they're calling it now and and be able to take four out of five. But I can't look at them. Maybe if you look at how those first few games went where Emilio Pagan was in there and you're like, okay, one guy, you move a couple things around, maybe you have a shot. Last weekend, to me – personally took the the wind completely out of my sails. Now, you've got to rely on the Angels. You've got to rely on the Rangers. You've got to rely on Tampa. Like because you've got Kansas City, you've got the White Sox. They've got they've got, you know, some head to head to head. But at the end of the day, I I just I don't have confidence in them, Henry, and it's it's frustrating because you look at it and but I'm not even talking about confidence. I'm talking about the reality. No, it of is You reality. have to take four out of five next weekend. That's just the way that it is. No, it, it, it is. You're staring at that. Yeah, and, and I am not confident that I can look at the Twins and say, you can take four out of five. I'm not convinced they can take three. I'm not convinced that they can take two out of five because they didn't do anything over the last weekend to give me the – uh, to give me the confidence that they're going to be able to compete because they got thoroughly outplayed by Cleveland. Thoroughly outplayed. Yeah, it's um, it's disappointing. It's dis- It's not over though. It's not over. I, I I could this team get some players back? Sounds like it, but you never know. Too little, too late. I I hope that I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. You never know. Uh, were we wrong about the Vikings? Man, I predicted they would win. I didn't think that they would dominate. We talked to Matthew Collar. Purple Insider, he joins us next, talking Vikings football in the National Football League on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.